Welcome to Seishura, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Elaine. And I am Scoop Magoo. And it is back again. We are talking about nothing. And I can't wait. <laughs> uh, no, like, we, uh, every so often, I suggest, uh, perhaps out of laziness, uh, just to, you know, kind of have a freeform music talking session uh, where we talk about whatever we want. And that, that uh, really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, I know. A music talking session. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, it, it, it's going to be one of those deep fried memes where like things get more complicated each time. Like it's, I, I'm going to have a whole treatise next time explaining this whole process. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'll only read the abstract of it. You, you, you won't have to read the entire thing, but I will post it online. And, and I'll be sure to cite all my work according to uh, the Chicago style. So, um, yeah. Anyway. We're already uh, off to an awesome start. I yeah. This. I, I figured the be- we've started, sort of started these uh, in reverse a lot of times. So I thought that would be cool to do again. We'll just talk about albums of the week now. Yeah. And just see where that goes. So, uh, Scoots, what's your album of the week? Yeah. I actually, you know, there's been a few weeks where... Uh, recently, I just have not been super, super interested in in the sounds. No, just just in new music. You know, okay. just uh, the whether busy with work or just busy with you know personal stuff. It's been kind of a whirlwind the last few months, and I, I just really, you know, it's been easier to throw on a CD, like instead of scoring for new things to listen to. But this last release day. There's a ton of, of new releases that I really, really enjoyed. Mm. Um, honestly, I, I have my spreadsheet up. I'm having trouble pick. I, I wanted to just leave it until the last moment to pick one, but I think I'll pick the last one I listened to because it was it was a really big surprise, and I was surprised to find out who the artist actually was. So this is uh, Persian Pillars of the Gasoline Era by Vatican Shadow. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so you, you, which you I, didn't know that Dominic Ferno was Vatican Shadow as well. I didn't because I, I actually I hadn't heard of Vatican Shadow until this release. Obviously, I know he's, he's part of Purian. Um, there's but another he is Purian, but yeah. Well, yeah, he, yeah, he is, he is yeah. Purian. There's another um, moniker he uses that I think I, I knew belonged to him, but I, it's, it's a, he, escapes he, me now. He has a bunch of them. Yeah, which is which, in some instances, is interesting when an artist you know has multiple projects and then they sound relatively similar um but in this case i definitely i got a different vibe from purian and and i actually really appreciated that it was all instrumental at least this record i'm not sure if in general it's instrumental but not that i dislike his vocals but i felt like the atmosphere this was kind of ambient uh, industrial techno um it never was too abrasive in the industrial category it never was um too just kind of too loose or too um too ambient i guess and it still had that nice techno drive it kind of felt like the fields mixed with like the more electronic elements of godflesh in a way with you know elements huh. of prairie and sprinkled in i really really enjoyed it it well, just it, was it more varied than the field yes yes yeah. it definitely i i think so i think the it definitely was more atmospheric so yeah. i think that you could get lost more in the um you know kind of in the the haze of what was going on i think with the field because the like 
the percussion and the beat is so prominent. It, it, it and plus he does lean a bit more into um, you're just kind of that repeating phrase. I mean, definitely it was repetitive just by nature of the genres he's playing with. But I, I, I thought it the way that he crafted it, it lended itself to be a little bit more. Um, little bit more it sounded more diverse it sounded more varied yeah um and it, it was it was great you know I, I again a ton of great releases from this past release day that i could have mentioned but that one really struck me from the get-go nice nice yeah i, I i'm gonna have to check that out now because i i've always been interested in that project i just mm-hmm. never know like where to jump in sort of like purry in general like i don't like i think it's like a difficult act to start like to dive into because there, there's just no like really great spot. I don't know, in my opinion. Because yeah, I... like Frozen Knight. Like, like I'm not, I'm not gonna say like because everything I have by him, I, I adore. It's just that it's not like Frozen Niagara Falls is is just a really long fucking album. Yeah, and and like Bermuda Drain is really cool, but it's not always indicative of what he usually does. So it's just like. You know, it, and then if you go to something like, um, I think Pleasure Window or something like that, um, there's like just it's just like such harsh noise and power electronics that it's like completely abrasive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, or or then what? What was what was that latest one um, that he did with that that was like three hours long? Oh, wasn't it like Parachute? Now the, the, you're you're thinking of guarding the mutilated paratroopers. Oh um, yeah, I, I was talking about the one before that. I think it was like Rainbow Mirrors or something like that. Oh yes, it was. It was Rainbow. I think I listened to that entire thing once, and it it was it was cool, but just yeah, it was yeah, it it was too much to. I think the only artist that I, I could dedicate that amount of time to is is Kamasi. I, I don't I, I don't see think... swans, but that's just Yes, yeah, so swans too. Yeah. I don't think that they've they've hit the three hour mark though. Yet. There's still Yet. time. Yeah, we'll see. I, actually but... I, I wondered because um Children of God was re released with uh, World of Skin. And I think those two together probably add up to a pretty mm. significant amount of time. But uh I am not gonna look into that because I'm talking about my album of the week uh, because I just happened to have this thing in the car on and uh, I forgot how good it was. And it is uh, Nightfall by Candlemass, nice. uh, which is Ooh. probably my favorite doom metal album. Um, but, you know, listening to this thing again, because I think before I always like honed in on the vocals, which I mean are just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but what struck me more this time is just how like, perfectly produced this album is like all the drums have like this like kind of shower of reverb attached to them but it's not Mm -hmm. it's not overwhelming but it has like this cavernous type of quality to it the guitars sound like one step below being like you know like a swedish buzzsaw type of thing (laughs) you know uh it's it's really really excellently like produced like just everything in it sounds really cool um yeah, and I, I guess my, my only fault against it is that I, I think at times the songwriting can be kind of like one note, but I mean, I think that that's kind of like par for the course for a doom metal album. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I feel like it's really hard to like, you know, try to expand within that realm. It'd be, it'd be like trying to make like, 
experimental punk you know it, you like you end up you end up with something entirely different like you know uh like freaking refuse or something like that mm. you know where it's just like it's not really punk anymore like it has elements of it but it's really not it anymore uh, but anyway i i candle mass nightfall love it i love the album cover too um, yeah it's one of my favorite paintings um and just yeah just freaking great album yeah i think that was one of the first albums we bonded over at the very least was one of the first albums you let me borrow and and as someone who um i I think the one notedness i'm gonna pretend that's a word yeah uh, of doom metal is definitely something that um just because i have trouble with with those kind of genres because you know for example the the album I was just talking about those kind of ambient electronic like there's you know it could fade in the background like we've talked about a million times or you can kind of hone into the textures that are unfolding but I feel like with with doom metal sometimes the the fact that it's structured as kind of like a relatively normal rock foundation but um you know it's it's just really long it's really slow uh sometimes that's that's been a, a barrier for me yeah um but I think you know beyond the vocals, I, yeah, I do think just the epicness of um, the music itself. Itself, but at the same time, it's really difficult to ignore those vocals. Uh, it's just it's such a they're so uh, good. Yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it, it all just comes together very very well. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I really wish that they they had made like another album of that caliber, but I don't really think they did. Uh, because I, I don't know, I, I think that they had one more with Matthias Markholm, the uh the singer, and then um he left and I think they had later on they reunited with him and had like one album with him. But most of the time it's just been like other singers and like I, I don't know, like people really like Epicus, Doomicus, Metallicus or however you say that album <laughs> title. Um I'm sorry, that's a really that's a really dumb name. Oh yeah, no no, it, it is. It is. It's I mean I and I, I'm just not a big fan of the album, honestly. It's, it's like it's fine. I just I like the grandeur that they were able to create with with Nightfall is just like so unmatched for me. Uh, and like, but like I, I feel like they're aware of how cheesy it is as well. Like, like yeah. I mean, like, like how they do the funeral march in it. I'm just like <laughs> Jesus Christ, like on the nose much. Mm-hmm. Uh, i love it i i just i adore it like i can't really say anything bad about it because i like it it's just that's just the way it is sometimes yeah oh man and it's also interesting um at, at least for for me like there's some artists like that with big discographies where um i just kind of like i've never even considered listening to another candle i actually don't own nightfall but to me like that was just that was enough like, yeah, um, yeah. I I feel like there are a few bands like that. Um, sorry, I, I we have lots of loud cars outside my house. Apparently, no um, they're all. I, I just love them all so much. Just, all I can hear are the sultry tones of your voice. Uh, but my my dulcet tones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. um, <laughs> so oh, you know um. I, I, I don't I did I don't want to interrupt your 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 train of thought here, but I had this other thought about something I actually wanted to bring up here. Yeah, well, it was, it was just a day. one-off remark. I actually it's one yeah, of those things okay. where 
Like, I can't think of a specific example right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't mind moving on. So yesterday I was, I was just looking around on my shelf, just looking for like something like ambient ish to listen mm-hmm. to. And so I put on, um, one of Chuck's point never replica, mm-hmm. um, which is a cool album, but I like for me, it's weird, but like Daniel Lopatin is like the electronic version <sighs> of like Wadada Leo Smith in my mind. Oh, interesting. I want, what do you mean by that? Just in like, I enjoy what they do, but like, I just like like on some level I just don't get it. <laughs> That's like like go I, on. It, yeah, like I I guess the best way I could describe it is to use it in a different example, which is um reading uh the the literature of Kurt Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. Uh because I like I love Vonnegut. I have every piece of fiction he's ever published. Um, you know, I, I like I adore his work. I my 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 thesis in college was in Slaughterhouse Five, mm-hmm. uh, but every time I go into a Vonnegut novel, even if I'm rereading it, I like I first start off kind of hesitant and I'm like, "Is this good? Like, I don't <laughs> know this... if I like this. Like, is this supposed to be funny?" And I keep going, and I'm like, "Oh no, I don't think I like this anymore." And like I keep going, and I keep going down this this path of like negativity, and then somewhere something just turns in me. And I'm just like, oh, okay, like this is fucking genius. <laughs> and, and like the same thing happens with 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 both OPN and and Wadada. Like I just there's something in my mind that just like clicks after a while. That's like, oh, this is beautiful. But like at first I'm like, like, like especially like with OPN because like just some of the ways he puts some of those samples together in like the first few tracks of Replica. Mm-hmm. just seemed really slapdashed and like it, and i'm like the, the, this guy's supposed to be like a genius like what <laughs> like what, what's going on here but like i i feel like it's 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 almost like a beef heart type of thing that like the more you listen to trout mask replica the more it makes sense uh like that, that that's the best way i can put it basically uh, which I, I don't want to down either of them because I'm I'm really starting to like one of Tricks Point ever um, like much much more than I thought I ever would, and I mean I I have a bunch of Budada Leo Smith CDs that I just you know will just shuffle through every so often. Yeah, but I I know exactly what you you mean. I mean just personally with uh, OPN. Um... I don't know if I was as hesitant to begin with, but there definitely are moments on, especially I think of Garden of Delete. There's some really, you know, I, I guess you could potentially frame it as, uh, you know, he's just being abrasive. He's just kind of, you know, going well, for it. You know, just a, aggressive a, songwriting. A, abrasive, with aggressive, like that'll, like I, I can deal with that. This just sounds like, like there are parts of it that just sound like, like rudimentary to the point of like amateurism. Hmm. Like and I'm not even sure if amateurism is really a word, but it is now. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do think that. Um, yeah, th- there are times where he kind of. I I can see it coming off that way. Like there's some samples or some of them with, like the the glitchier parts of. Um, of definitely for me, Garden of Delete was was probably. The, album that took a little bit more the one that of the ones i own of him took a little bit to get into yeah some of it just sound messy uh, yeah like, i don't know if amateurish is not, not that i think that's wrong but to me it just said like some of it was like 
it sounds like this is kind of just really hastily put together. But yeah, exactly. Like, like it, it, it kind of just sounded like you know somebody who would listen to like a ton of like ton of Plunder Phonics records mm-hmm. and then decided to do their own thing with it and just kind of like just sliced up a bunch of samples to their MIDI keyboard and just mm-hmm. started like pressing random keys almost and be like, see, this is this is art. <laughs> like <laughs> this is art. Yeah. But and that's the thing is like you it's very obvious that it's not like that's definitely not what Lopatin isn't is is doing here. Mm-hmm. Like he's he definitely he he puts a lot of thought into what he's doing. It's not like he's you know coming out with like a million albums every year. You know he isn't like zorning it up. <laughs> you know it not not to say that that's a bad thing, but just like you know he you know he takes time and you know uh, to make sure that everything he does is up to like a certain level of of quality that like he deems fit you know which makes every album of his just you know i i think sort of a noteworthy thing for like indie music in general Mm -hmm. like you know everybody kind of perks their ears up when there's a new one of jokes point ever album like i remember when uh when the good times score came out and like I was surprised about the reception it got because usually like you, you don't see scores getting a ton of you know, yeah um, uh, you know just just reviews and things like that. No, I I had the exact same. I was actually confused at first because I thought it was just a new album because it really was. You it know, might as well. I mean, it, it kind of is though. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't um, I wasn't super aware of the movie. Also, the the, the screen grab they they got for the cover i think that's robert pattinson but however they took that photo it doesn't really look or does it's not noticeably him in my opinion it's probably a good thing though right <laughs> yeah i guess you know you have edward from twilight yeah you know, it's just, the front. like i feel like if, if it was any clearer they would just have to put like a no sparkles here type no of like label here. like on his shirt <laughs> do you remember my uh acacia strange shirt back in the day no it was, it was um I don't think I still have it, which is a real fucking shame, but it was like pretty bright red and it had the count from Sesame Street. Oh, the, maybe I do remember this. Yeah, with the decapitated head of Edward from Twilight with an apple in his mouth. <laughs> and it like it clearly was all bloody and like had you know, you know, bite marks in his neck and I think the count's mouth was bloody on the back it said demons don't sparkle. <laughs> and it was like just the most aggressively edgy and unnecessary shirt that I've ever owned. I but, I, I I gotta say, I'm I'm not happy with with the the back quote on that. It should have been like, one pussy vampire. Ah ah ah. You know, just something something that that that, that takes what the count's actually doing. Can't the count stick? That was a real missed. Op- That's actually a really great point. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, n- like, not that I want. I don't really want to spend much time talking about Twilight for obvious reasons. Yeah. No. 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 We, 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 I, I've I've heard your Twilight spiel. Uh, no, but like it, it just times, it always, so. always interests me that it was so because I actually read the books. I wanted you know I wanted to be <laughs> informed about. Also, I was dating a girl at the time who loved the books. Um, but I'm surprised at both the love and hate it received because it's, it's not a good series at all but yeah but I, the, I well i i think it's the hate comes because of the love yeah exactly i think yeah that's a good way to put it it's like it's it i mean it just take literally any media that has come out in the last 10 years and it's like same thing's happened like billy eilish perfect example a lot of people fucking love her a lot of people fucking hate her like I also didn't like. I mean, this is limited. Not not everyone who likes. 
I, I found it really difficult for some reason to have a conversation about music with some people. Like so some people just because there is, a, I guess, a toxic fan base who writes her off because she's young or she's a, you know, a young woman. But yeah. I, I just I think she has a ton of potential that went unrealized on her debut. And some of the singles she's released since I, th- I think are starting to. Um, I mean, she basically she could be a really nice like pop crooner, but I think that she tried too hard to be like edgy. And also, just from a compositional standpoint, she put a lot of random like vocal effects and like not auto tune or something like weird. Like there's one song that starts out pretty good, but then it just glitches out. It sounds like it's maxing out your speakers. Like it doesn't sound good. Mm. And like just stuff so, like that. So, so it basically sounds like a 100 gex song. Oh, I shots I, fired. I was glad that you you prompted me to listen to them because I I really I appreciate that comment I saw where it's like I didn't get bullied for listening to um, Broken Side unironically in high school only for a hundred gex to be named an album of the year. <laughs> and I was like, that's a really. And I, I was always curious if that made sense. And obviously, yeah. it's it's not a direct parallel, but I see what they mean. Like, it's yeah. definitely. I don't know. I don't know if people. I mean, the people I've seen talk about it don't. You know, they don't like it. Ironically, like they think it's good, and I don't. Yeah, I just don't understand that. I, I, it just reminds me of like, sort of me when I used to play with GarageBand. Like, and this was like over a decade ago. Like when I was first learning how to use GarageBand. Like the most I could do was make loops, but I could put effects on those loops. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like 100 gex to me just sounds like somebody took a distortion effect and just turned it all the way up, and was just like, "Yeah, this is edgy, right?" <laughs> <laughs> well, because like I I like the the bubblegum. Actually, one of the other albums I listened to um, this week, I think it was AJ Cook. He's the founder of uh, PC Music, which has has been big on the scene of like oh, yeah. Zany, Zany Wacky, and like that had a lot of the elements that you might find on a hundred X, you know, like the really the auto tune, the weird, like over the top, um, production and whatnot. But like it, it, it made, it was like controlled chaos. Like I feel like a hundred X is just like, it's not even chaos. It's just a fucking mess. Like it's just, (laughs) they, they have so many disparate ideas that aren't really good on their own and certainly don't sound good. You know, one after the other. I, I I just remember, uh, Oliver from deep cuts. He had a tweet that was like, like, it was, it was something like this is like 100 gex is like has been the only music that has made me physically ill or something like that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like wow <laughs> damn dude it's also interesting when you see i mean this is probably some like some version of the you know you either die a hero live long enough to come the, the villain i mean it, it's someone in reverse not a great parallel but um when like bands that everyone hates it becomes like cliche to hate them and they kind of they have a resurgence, like like bad fashion in a way. Yeah. Like I had this experience within like my the metal circles I run in, where Emir went from like this shitty oh, yeah. band everyone shat on, where like you were an elitist if you didn't like them. Because um, to be to their credit, in their newer releases, they did. Well, a two things happened. One, they did strip away some of like the weird, goofy rapping and like the stuff that really. Um, like the lines, like you know, ask your girl what my dick tastes like, and you know, a- 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 aka the best part of the, I know all their music. But also, they they got um, I think at least the guitarist, maybe some other folks from uh, the Tony Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, which 
it sounds cool on paper, but I think that they just kind of ex like I, I don't. I think they ex slightly expanded on what the mirror had already been doing. Like they added a little bit more of like the the zaniness that you know Tony Danza did. Yeah. But not like a lot. So I think that added some like street cred that was perhaps unwarranted. So now yeah. like if you if you hate the remember like at one point I made a comment against them, like, well actually, you know, like I guess you're just an elitist and like you actually should go fuck yourself. Um I don't think that was exactly what they said. But I think it's kinda like after a while certain genres and I think genre, certain genres have improved. Like I think Deathcore in general has gotten better. Like I still don't think like I still don't, you know, I have not rekindled my love of, of deathcore like I, I once had. Um, but at the same time, I think that newer deathcore bands have, have done a little bit better. Or at least there's a wider variety of bands that are doing different things. I mean, um, it's, it, it's almost like musical Darwinism. Like, you know, it, it, because, like, think about it from, like, if you go to Evolution, like, you know, if you keep having, like, dogs that are just, like, inbreeding and inbreeding and inbreeding, you're just going to have, like, a furry blob that can't do anything you know it, and it ends up being completely sterile so it can't reproduce and that's pretty much like what happens in in any genre where it gets like just so incestuous with not taking anything new and just rehashing the same old ideas until there's nothing left and then you have to look out and be like oh hey there's other music here that we that could inspire us that is a very interesting, very interesting <laughs> analogy. I love it. Actually, it reminds me. There's um, this Michael Anjate uh, book that like has like this section where they he he's talking about like um, inbreeding like all these dogs together. It, it was it was really disturbing. Like trying to make like the most vicious dog they could. Like <laughs> it was just like brain dead and just like like evil basically it was it, it was it was really disturbing it's that a good book though really uh it, the complete works of billy the kid i think is what it's called um yeah good book <laughs> uh what, what was i just thinking oh be, so you, you you were saying that um sort of those bands that sort of get they become so hated that they become liked almost have you ever noticed that Nickelback manages to buck that entirely? I th I think that they, I, th I think that they've had the mantle taken, or that Imagine Dragons have taken the mantle. I, I don't really. Yeah. I I never thought. I think it's just it's a, kind of a self fulfilling prophecy where like people, it's just a meme that people like latching onto. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, some of some of the songs on, um. On the, whatever the, the album with the car that like that really started, you know, yeah, started uh, all the right reasons, which yeah. I, I actually like. I mean, it, it's been it's probably been like probably close to a decade since I've listened to that album, but like I I remember it being actually a, a pretty good album. So <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean it, it's I, I think it's some of like especially like the song Rockstar. Some of those are like some yeah. corny, corny lyrics, but like I, I don't know. I, I think that. Um, I don't think it was trying to be like it wasn't trying to be like a deep um, album by any means. It was just trying to be like a fun rock record, and I, I think that that's um, that's something I, I lose sight of sometimes. You know, critiquing an album like what what did it intend to be? But I, I do think that's a that's a tough balance. You know, like I think a, a great analogy is uh, there's a, a movie reviewer I I watch a lot named 
Chris Stuckman. And, and whenever he talks about kids' movies, um, he says, like, some of the critiques of kid mo- kids' movies are, are just... Like, you're not going to critique a, a movie for kids, a movie for adults in the same way, because obviously they have very different audiences. But, like, at the same time, he has no problem ripping apart bad kids' movies, because he's like, just because it's a movie for families or children doesn't mean it have, you know, has to suck, basically. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like the same can be said for music. You know, there's some... Like, that's why, you know... I don't say Billie Eilish is, is awful, you know, for example. I think that she does have promise, just I think that there's things that she's going to grow into as she gets older, you know. But I don't say she's awful or terrible because, I mean, like, I'm not really your target audience, yeah. per se. And, like, there's other pop artists you can say the same thing. It's like, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's, she's making, she's not make, making music for people like me, and there's nothing wrong with that. But on the flip side, in the tradition of this podcast, I'm going to bring up Kanye, um, like Jesus a lot of times, Christ, Scott. I know, but it, he's such a good case study on so many different elements of music. And, and pop. Yeah, for, for 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 you know a psychopath, these two. <laughs> but there's so many times where it's like, oh, like well, that's what he was intent. Like if if he does something badly or whatever, or if like there's something that is just not done well in his record, it's like, oh, well, he did that on purpose, or like, oh, like he was doing that. You know, this is what he meant to do. It's like okay, but it doesn't change the fact that it's like not good. And it doesn't change the fact that, you know, that seemingly the, all the mistakes he made, makes doesn't inform the the critique the critique of his yeah, music like I, it should. I was thinking um, about this exact thing this morning that not related to Kanye, but just because uh, I had uh, So What on, just like mm-hmm. it just sh- showed up on Shuffle. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this, that there's a section in Miles' solo in it where he makes like this one mistake in it. And I, I've never understood why he kept, why he used that take. It just never made sense to me. Because um, it's like, it's, it's just like one single note in the entire song. And it's just like, it perplexes me every time I listen to it. And, uh, but he also famously said something like along the lines of like, you can't, like, you can't make mistakes because there's no such thing, almost. That, I'm... <laughs> I mean, well, you you know what he means. It's, it's yeah. like the the idea that is you know like if like mistakes are good things. They aren't they aren't meant to be swept under the carpet. Yeah, no, I can see what he means. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's interesting that you know the whole or like a prominent idea of jazz is that there are different you know they have multiple takes of. I mean, but, do, but do I mean, I, fair, they, they, that that's that's a common procedure regardless of of you know what music you're no for sure but i mean it's you know it's to the point where they'll even release you know alternate takes or whatever it just you know it's a little hits a little different um definitely but i mean i can't i can't say i've ever where in the song is there the mistake i don't know if i've ever it's with so if you remember the order of everything so it starts with bill evans's piano doing sort of an improvised riff then um he starts playing the so what riff then I think bass comes in, then drums, then the rest of the band. And once they go for a few measures with that, then it starts with Miles' solo. And it's about, I think it's it's probably like within like the first third of Miles' solo that it happens. I, I, I would have to, you know, listen to it and give you like an exact like time code basically. But it's, oh, no, I mean, now I'm definitely going to... Uh... Yeah, it, it, it's definitely, like, it, it's an interesting moment. Like, it's something that I, I literally, like, I've listened to that album so many times, and I just notice it every time. Interesting. Like, 
there, there, yeah. there are certain like it, do do you ever have that where like there are certain things in records that like you just can't help but notice? Yeah, it... like there's there's one. Um, it's it's on. I forget what song on Tallahassee by the Mountain Goats, but um, John John O'Neill said before that he has a tendency when because he's he's very much uh, you know like a fan of, of a wide variety of genres, mm. but when he plays live, he likes to ad lib a little bit, you know, you know, in certain parts, especially, you know, like if there's another instrument doing a little bit of a solo or instrumental break, he'll, he'll you know, strum the chords a little differently. Um, but, you know, in the studio, especially recently, he, re- he recorded the last couple of, or I think the last album with Owen Pallet, and he tried to like rein him in on that. So that was an interesting discussion interview I, I heard him do. But there is a moment on Tallahassee, and I'm sure others, if I, if I thought about it, where there's like a bass motif on one of the songs that only happens once. And it's not like at the int- you know, where it's just like an intro. It, it just happens randomly in one part of like the middle of the song and it never happens again. And like it wouldn't sound bad if they kept doing it, but I wonder if that's a mistake just because it doesn't, it, it's very obvious. Like it's very, it's a very distinct, you know, instrumental, you know, happenstance. Yeah. That just, yeah. It, it, it's definitely perplexing. Like you really wonder what's going on. Like I, I this is a little different, but um, on Good Day Sunshine off of Revolver, mm-hmm. um, I remember when, when I listened to this as a kid that there would be this part in the second verse, like so, like after after the chorus, the first chorus, um, that I, I I swore I could hear somebody speaking underneath everything. Mm-hmm. Like like um like you know how like how producers are able to use like a microphone to talk to the band while yeah. they're inside the studio like it sounded like that. Almost. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but it was so minute and like I don't think anybody else could ever hear it. Like whenever I was if, if, like you know if my parents were in the car, I'd be like, oh look, like listen to this, and they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> but just it's it's like little things like that. Like I I, I think that that's kind of what makes art though in a way like just having like these little foibles that like you know kind of pounce on you in certain Mm -hmm. ways um like like i was like um oh in helena the uh my chemical romance song like um you you ever notice how he he sings the last chorus differently just slightly you know, uh, um, and if you carry on this way, uh, oh yes, yeah, but it like I that's one of those things that I noticed too is just like how he changes that you know it, instead of going up it's going down, mm-hmm. um, which speaking of I actually just bought that uh, on via Bolmos today. Oh, the, they, the three true three true sweet revenge. Yeah, uh, because they they had like they had it new for like six bucks or seven bucks. I'm like fuck yeah. Like, like Helena is just such a great. Like, I, I would buy that entire city just for that track. But yeah, that that's a that's a great song. Or uh, I really love I'm not okay. Yeah, um, I, I I really haven't listened to any of it, so I, I can't wait to listen to it. I'm not okay is really good. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what other songs are on there that are. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely it basically the unsurprisingly it's like a rawer version of the Black Parade. Yeah, uh, I think did it. I, 
I mean, I, I couldn't yeah. tell you, dude. Well, I, I, I mean, it, I, it comes I was, before Black Parade. Yeah, that, 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 that was my, that was a bad way to word it. I just, I forgot the the sequence. Yeah, they have a much rawer, um, rawer um, album, I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love. Yeah, um, well, like, what, didn't they get signed to, like, a major label when, with Sweet uh, Three Cheers? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, I'm just clicking through Wikipedia now. Yeah. Um, I guess they're signed to Reprise Records for... I, th- I think it's Reprise. Reprise Records for Three Cheers. Yeah. Um, Ghost of You. I don't love that song as much, but uh, that's a, the one people like. But yeah, I lo- I'm Not Okay is awesome. And then Helena is 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 great as well. I, What's I think... the worst that I could say? Things are better <laughs> if I stayed. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't listen to this one as much as uh, Black Parade, unsurprisingly, just because I think Black Parade is, is easily their, their best. They, for the amount of, like, the impact they had, they really weren't around that long yeah. at all. I, you know, that's something I've noticed, too, is, like, they're one of those few bands, like, that just did not come out with a ton of material and yet had this huge influence on yeah. people. It's it's really insane because they didn't. Um... It, it, it's, it's sort of like it, like there are a few bands like that. I mean, if you want to stay in the same vein, uh, like uh, American football, hmm. you know. But I, I was even thinking of like uh, the Avalanches too. Yeah, no, for sure. Like sometimes have, have a nice life. Um, Fishman's even. It's interesting I, I when they can. Uh, you know, the, the, they can have joy that division. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> You know, just one or two albums can really have that kind of, um, that kind of impact. Yeah, but they, but then, also the exact opposite is true that you can have like a billion albums and still be like, incredibly influential. I mean, Mersbau. But then, if you want to look at someone like probably less relevant but yet more impactful, like Rolling Stones. Like, think about mm-hmm. the amount of albums they have out, or like, think about how many albums like David Bowie put out. Or, uh, like, any classic rock artist, you know, mm-hmm. who's, like, kind of past their prime almost. You know, it, like, they put out, like, all this material, but yet their impact... I, I guess their impact really isn't related to that new material, though. Um, like, I, I don't think... I mean... Would I be wrong in saying that, like... Like, I don't think any of Paul McCartney's solo efforts have... have I don't think anybody's really cared about those. Like, maybe Wings... But oh, then, I mean, like certainly not in the same degree as. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess it's kind of just an unfair uh, comparison. Then, um, I'm trying to even think. I mean, they definitely had. I mean, certainly, if you use the barometer of um, the Beatles, no one, no one even, none of the four came even close to. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I mean, imagine is 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 pro- imagine probably comes the closest. Yeah, I think that's um, fair. Yeah, um, even though I, I actually am not a big fan of that song, but um, it's yeah. a, it, it's okay. It's yeah. not. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely haven't had you know my Beatles. Um, I was gonna say I don't know if Renaissance is the right word, but like my my, my like come to Jesus moment with the Beatles is not. Yeah, really you're you're your born again Beatles moment. My born again Beatles. Yeah, it hasn't really <laughs> extended to their their solo material not that yeah, I have anything I, necessarily I mean, against it I, but from I, I mean I've been I've been a fan since I was a child you know and I even I'm like yeah I don't give a shit <laughs> like yeah I, I don't know it's just it's uh 
I, I don't know what it is. It's interesting how um, well, that happens it, a lot to me. With have you ever heard of it's? It's called the Seinfeld effect. Have you ever heard that before? Um, I think I know what you're gonna say it is, yeah, but well, I it, haven't heard of that specifically. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of obvious now, but just the idea that once Seinfeld ended, none of the actors from it were able to really get into any huge roles as like afterwards that like being on Seinfeld sort of almost like soured them and like not exactly typecast them but like they weren't able to achieve the same level of success um, I like the, the only I person could... I think who maybe got out of that was Julia Louis-Dreyfus but yeah I, I think with, with like with Veep and yeah exactly uh, you know, she, that... she had. but no I, I think typecast is the right um the right term just because yeah. That I'm trying to think of a musical equivalent where everyone just kind of assumed that oh the Smiths, the yeah the Smiths for sure but like like honestly like I I have so little interest in listening to either you know uh, Morrissey or or Johnny Mars <laughs> solo records so yeah I, I mean I think it was a few years ago that I saw the Johnny Mars new album and I'm like. Eh. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. I, 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 I ha- remember I had that on my list when uh, when it got announced, and I just ended up not listening to it. So I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be missing anything. Uh, which I, I think I did listen to one song, and it was it was very much um, like just blander, like modern Smiths, except Johnny you, Marr was singing, you know, it, and his his voice is much plainer than. Morrissey's, and I was yeah. like, well, I don't need to listen anymore. <laughs> it, it, it's funny we say this because at the same time, like, um, because I I really got into this one track from of uh, David Gilmore's from his, I think it's from his last solo album, which is just such a strange pick. Like, I, I don't even know how I, like, I, I think I must have been following, like, Consequence of Sound or, like, you know, like, one of those indie blogosphere type of sites mm-hmm. when they announced it. And I watched the video for it, and it was I, I just really liked that song for some reason, even though, like, I mean, I, I, I think the last David Gilmore album I was even vaguely aware of was that one where, like, I, and I don't even know if it was him, but, like, his entirely, like, I think he was, like, just contributing to, like, an, an Orb album. Mm-hmm. It, like, but it's just funny how, like, just that random track can just come out of that solo career, and, like, most people, I, I think, are just like, meh. But I'm like, oh, that's a good song. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, it just feels like, I uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, but just that, like, it feels like whatever rule you try to put music on, or just art in general, it, it, it often fails. Like, that, that rule often doesn't end up sticking. Yeah, that, that's why I think the, I forget the, the, the dude who came up with the general definition of music, you know, the, like the purposeful organization of sound for listening yeah I, I think that's really the only definition of music that I, doesn't doesn't have a i've been watching the um this uh are you familiar with make noise by any chance no i don't think yeah so. I, I i'm i'm probably reaching really far they, they're a uh they're a uh, like a synthesizer manufacturer uh that they, okay. they do pretty much just euro rack synthesis uh, equipment things like that but mm-hmm. they have a really interesting YouTube channel and the, the guy who runs that um, you know really knows his like his music mm-hmm. and he his definition that he's used is like music is an art in which time is the medium which I think is a really interesting way to look at it as well 
Um, oh, that is interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I I I don't think. I mean, there are other like mediums out there where I think that still use time, like film. Um, mm-hmm. But but still, like it, he presents an interesting look at it uh, because you're not just talking about sound anymore; you're talking about time's effect, you know, and how time can like sound can only exist in time, in a way. Yeah, that's. I would love to watch his his full explanation because that's that's really I, interesting. I'll have to I'll have to look back because it's it's something he's quoted a couple times now. So I'll have to look back through the videos. But they, like they're all really cool. Like he he just I mean most of them are just like you know like little patch ideas for like how to make certain things. But he he often gets to some really interesting places with them and like sort of just his talking about music is just really fascinating uh but i think it's because he he there are a couple of music books that that he's read that i've actually wanted to read um but i just have not so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah oh man mm. i don't know why i'm just going mm, but there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh I had something else on my mind, and I can't really remember it at the moment. Um, what what have you got going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just found recently I've been much more. I mean, I, I go through phases, um, you know, musically. But recently, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's it's a reaction to like how you know, Laura and I just you know we're moving into a new house, we're getting married next month. You know, we just have all types of stuff going on. I've been really into like atmospheric and just calmer music and it's interesting to me how that like I listened to a collection of of albums like I said from um, this past Friday and I definitely was more into um, just like mood like not necessarily all slower stuff but just stuff that's a little bit less direct like I threw a death metal album in the mix and after a while I just was like yeah I'm kind of not really my vibe and it's yeah, just like, interesting but something more abstract yeah and it's yeah. interesting to me how that that happens just randomly out of nowhere that um you, know, you can have certain certain cravings for different types of music I, I, i've actually been in the same like sort of craving as well mm-hmm. as strange as that is like i've been really wanting to just listen to like you know a lot of mostly instrumental music i mean mm-hmm. part of it's because i'm reading to something but it's also just like I don't know, like, I, I had, um, you ever heard of, um, the electronic, uh, group, uh, it's called Sleep Research Facility? I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, they, they have this really awesome album called, uh, Nostromo, that's, like, this really nice dark ambient album that I, I had it on again today. I actually ended up buying it, but, um, just, you know, like, there's, there's just something about, like, that type of atmospheric mood that's just, like, it, it's it, it's almost like it, it like invades your subconscious mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's it's really interesting um and it's it's just funny how like you know it, like if you want to switch mediums for a second like we talk about like how how many people like react to like realism in paintings mm-hmm. but at the same time i feel like those visceral reactions that you get from like seeing like a Jackson Pollock painting and thinking that it's crap. Like, I, I think that that's like, I, I feel like that that's special as well. It, like, even if it's a negative reaction. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that that's something that uh, that's something I run into a lot. It, it, it's a, a bit of a bit of a pet peeve of mine, only only because I've just been asked this so many times. When people say, "How can you even like?" You know, like yeah, that, like that X kind or of music. Y. And, yeah. and like for me, it's a little bit of an odd question, just because you know. I mean, let's just take metal for example. I mean, metal is so. I mean, at this point, it's established as a legitimate genre. It has you know global yeah. fan base. So to like to say, how can you even like that? I'm like, I, I mean, I feel like that's a little bit of a silly question, just because like I understand like you know why people might not like it, but there's it's clearly it has some type of appeal. Um, but but also it just it kind of, and I don't. I mean, there's no way for me to not sound condescending with this, but it kind of makes me yeah. sad. Like, whenever I, I meet people who have, like, such a limited palette, um, you know, obviously, whatever people like, that that's their prerogative. But, like, I, I can't... Uh, maybe it doesn't make me sad for them, but it makes it sad for me to think about, like, what would it be like if I didn't have, like, the love I have for so many different... Yeah. Like, like because, you know, I, I love having that, you know... I love the fact that so many different styles appeal to me so that when I have the broad array of emotions that, you know, kind of call for those different kind of music. And that's what I tell people is that, you know, when you go through life, you don't all be, you know, always feel happy, always feel sad. And as the same result, I, I like consuming art that matches all the complex emotions of that, of our experience. You yeah, know, or or sometimes it's... uses the opposite, you know, in, you know, just sort of, um, to sort of realize that those contrasting elements aren't really as contrasting as we think, that they're more complementary yeah. than we think as well. Um, you know, talking about that sort of like that, I don't know, I guess like limited taste, because that's something I, I've been thinking about a little bit. Um, I, cause I, I saw this article on Reddit. It was like in um, the exper experimental music subreddit. And uh, it was just like the, this, this guy going on about... Um, how people don't listen to music anymore that they just use it as sort of like a background mm -hmm. that they're not like you know sort of like the you know this idea of passive listening as opposed to active mm -hmm. um and you you know I, I i didn't read the whole thing i kind of skimmed through it but he was like sort of lambasting playlists you know as well for kind of curating to a certain you know feeling instead mm -hmm. of having people being able to sit down and listen to a whole album and really take it in and really sit with it instead of using it as like sort of musical like like almost like brain fodder while they're mm -hmm. like you know like folding their clothes or something um but then <laughs> this really pissed me off is i at the at the bottom they're like oh yeah we made some playlist for you <laughs> oh, and they're all based on emotions <laughs> wow and it's just like yup yup <laughs> figures right Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh. but like the thing is, like he brings up a point, but also like, see, th th that's the thing is like, I, I, I feel the same way you do in that like I, I it it kind of sucks that there are so many people out there who just, you know, passively listen to things like this that like, you know, some of these things are truly like life changing, and you know, a lot of people are just willing to just kind of you know shrug it aside uh instead of giving it the time it deserves even even if it turns out that they don't like it but it's just like you know, it's called like you know giving something a fair chance um you know but at the same time it makes like i i, I can't help but think that like i don't really think it matters either way like I, I i feel like if if you're like 
I think the more important thing is that you're you're using you're using music in a way that you're using art. Like, you know, it, it doesn't matter in what capacity because I mean like people are always going to use things differently. You know, it like one person is going to use like, you know, a, I don't for some reason I just came up with this immediately, but like, you know, you might have somebody using like a fork instead of a spoon, you might have someone using a spork, you know? Like it's just like you you, you can accomplish like the same task with different objects basically mm-hmm. it, it's so it, it just makes me like wonder whether it's even worth complaining about almost yeah it's like like on one side like i feel like if you continue like if if passive can like passive listening ends up being such a huge trend that it ends up becoming almost like um sort of like the way reading is going today where like most people don't read Mm-hmm. Like, I like I feel like that could be, that could definitely have negative cultural implications. But then again, if we're looking, like, I, it all comes down to me just to the idea that I, I feel like we're, the, the fact that we often distinguish between passive and active and between bad and good and listenable and not listenable and music and noise and things like that. I, I I feel like that's that's the biggest fault in a way. Like and I feel like it's it's that that's keeping us from truly enjoying music on like mm-hmm. a higher plane almost. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but <laughs> no. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do want to you know give some room for the fact you know, different people. You know, like I I like movies, but I don't I don't follow them as closely as other people's. You know, maybe they would think that was. Yeah. you know, I, I, I try my best to read as much as I can, but I, I know I could read more. Uh, I definitely could make more time to read. Um, you know, yeah, but I mean, it's, I, I, it's, it's all about like what works for you. Like, I, I feel like people are forgetting that, you know, forget about what's good or bad. Like, think about what, what flows and what doesn't almost like instead. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's just like, in, instead of instead of trying to keep going in like this dualistic direction, why not simply give them all the same amount of space? I mean, I, and like, I, I say this as someone like, you know, I, I will brush my teeth to music and things like that. You know, like I, I will definitely like have passive listening experiences every so often. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not free of that, but I do have a lot of active time too. So I don't know. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's definitely something that, when we have broader conversations, um, it's, you know, we would, at least I always have to remind ourselves that um, in terms of music trends and, and in public listening, you know, most people just do not listen to music the same way that, that we do. And, yeah. And, um, and, and I, I don't think that that's exactly a bad thing. Yeah. So. Although some of the, I mean, uh, you know, we've had a number of these kind of broader conversations. There are some implications of, um, you know, passive listening and like what that means for streaming, what that ultimately means for, you know, chart placement, what that means for, you know, the allocation of, of record, you know, record label dollars. You know, I think there, there's some ways where um, the side effect, not that there's anything inherently wrong, but the collective action of, you know, the type of music that people prefer, you know, that fits with the way they're listening can have some implications. But, and certainly, you know, we could talk about piracy, the fact that, you know, people value music less or, well, I think that's interesting. Do people value music less, or is it just the fact that you know, I, th- I think it's, it's just easier to steal? Like, I mean, it, yeah. it, it'd be—it's like 
it's it's almost like insinuating that like when record stores were like the only source of of hearing music that like nobody stole from a record store yeah like, like of, of course people did <laughs> but just not yeah exactly not to like the degree. It's, I mean, it's, yeah it's just it's just so much easier now yeah like well, to steal music. like if you could illegally down i mean this is an, obviously an absurd exhibit if you could illegally download like fast food like i mean people would do that like if there's a way you could like pirate chipotle yeah like, that would <laughs> but obviously yeah. you know you can't do that but like there are any number of things where it's uh um kind of like like the the purge of media consumption like if if you can if you can do it and not really get caught because i think at this point like i remember when we were you know in in high school or younger or whatever they would talk about like people getting busted for piracy and you yeah. used to you used to have those little disclaimers before you know dvds when you rent them from the movie store but of course that i mean that's a, you still have them now that, that's from a, a but i don't remember the last well i guess you know like netflix isn't gonna like i usually watch most of my movies on netflix i, I, I so. was thinking of like old movies that are like still on like a netflix or like an amazon prime that like they'll still have those copyright warnings yes which um, is which is it's interesting um, yeah so <laughs> i had one last thing i wanted to talk about yeah. and, and i feel bad because i i just thought of it and i haven't actually listened to the track but it just it made me, <laughs> made me reflect um disturbed i guess i don't know if they're coming out with a new album but they just released a new cover of a sting song if i oh. ever lose my faith in you i haven't oh, listened no. to it uh, mainly because i don't care uh, yeah. actually pretty much only because i don't care <laughs> but i just i think it's i think it's amazing that they went from like hard rock radio staples to like the band who covered simon and garfunkel and like do different covers now because they really like i was a huge fan of disturbed i loved you know the sickness believe um ten thousand fists and then after that, like I think it was Indestructible was their fourth yeah. album. That that was the album where it's like, wow, they really are like modern day ACDC. They're literally, <laughs> they were literally doing the exact same thing. But then they had a huge resurgence with Sound of Silence, and they've always they've actually done a number of cover. Like on their debut, they did a cover of A Shout by Tears for Fears. Yeah, and they made that that their own. I don't think they did the one on Believe. They did Land of Confusion by Genesis on Ten Thousand yeah. Fists, which was actually really like that was a really really cool cover. Um, but since then, it's just every, like, living, they did Living After Midnight by Judas Priest, which was, like, a they really, did? yeah, it was, oh, a, no. it was a really close to the best cover that was, like, this is useless. Like, this is just, you didn't even do anything different. And this, I, I, I think the I, sound I, how, of, how, I mean, I don't know how you could make that song any different. Yeah, it's, like, it's so mm-hmm. straightforward. I, I think the sound of silence, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's bad, but I think it's a little overrated. Like, the way people yeah. talk about it, I'm like, I mean, it's a cool rendition, but it's not. It's, it's definitely, like, it's definitely not, it's it's not shitty. It's, no, it's not, but it's amazing yeah. how people, like, I, I guess it surprises me how beloved it is. Like, I don't, I don't I, think it's I think it's bad. maybe it's just because it, it's, like, the first Disturbed song that doesn't have any, wah! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I, um... You know, after having this thought, I listened to some. I was listening to some older Disturbed, and Lauren had never heard the. Um, did you ever watch any of Fantano's? Um, they yeah. were worst songs of my adolescence. Yeah, he he described the midsection of the song as a domestic abuse solo. Yeah, and like that's that's like really accurate, and yep. it's re-listening to it now. Like Lauren and I were listening to it together, and she was mortified that like that. Obviously, like it never it never played on the radio for obvious reasons, but it's just why. Like, I don't, why would you ever put that in a? In yeah, a but song? like, I mean, I guess you could also say like, why, why make a song like "Daddy" by Corn? You know, that's, yeah, 
That's but, true. But there, there's, there's a very good reason for that song. I, I guess we just don't know what's going on in David Dramian's head. Yeah, so. that's fair. I don't know the the backstory. I think maybe the difference is that you know Jonathan Davis really like that's what that song's about. Like it's it's an intense song front to back. Whereas yeah, like Down with the Sickness is a is a pretty straightforward radio track, and then suddenly you're like, oh shit, I guess we're I guess we're yeah. going this direction. Now. Yeah, I, I I I guess the yeah the, the way it kind of turns. Yeah, literally, um, like like the first time, um, the the first time I heard it, I was just like, uh, I, see, I, uh, I I'm just thinking of 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 uh, Disturbed covering other Simon Garfunkel songs, so just like you know, Sage, Rosemary, and wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because I remember for a while my parents wouldn't let me listen to that song, because even the edited version. I don't understand this at all. On like the edited version that you could buy on iTunes back in the day, they still left in that section. They yeah. just took out the swears. <laughs> yeah. And it's like if if you're buying an edited version, just the content of what he's saying, regardless of like the swears are like the least bad part of that. I mean, okay, maybe that's not true, but like that that's not the only thing that makes it disturbing. So well, like they would I mean like like people don't exactly like like I I, I feel like you're you're assuming like you're assuming that those people who who were in charge of like music censorship actually had like a full you know mind that they were working with. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's entirely true or not. Yeah. No, th- that's fair. I mean, I, I it's it's funny because um, like I have this I have this issue with with a lot of ways that like radio songs are censored like. You can't say like shit or like ass. You can't even say asshole or like. I, 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 I love when they reverse them. Like, like sometimes you could say ass but not hole. Sometimes you could say hole but not ass. Oh no! I, I was talking about like like how like they you know you, like sometimes they'll take someone saying fuck and they'll like literally reverse the audio. Oh yeah, so like it just that, it's, it's jumbled. Yeah. For yeah, sure. and it's just like that's I can really still funny. tell that's fuck, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but my favorite thing is that. Again, like they're so worried about specific words, but like there's certain, um, like my go-to example is Ariana Grande. She has a song called "Side," you know, "Side to Side," which the whole premise of that song is that like he fucked her so hard that now she's walking side to side, <laughs> and they they leave that literally that that's what the song's about, and they they take out the swears in the song, but they leave in like the constant of the lyrics. I'm like, so you can't say like man, like fuck that shit. But you can say, "Hey, man, I, my pelvis is rearranged." Like that's yeah, that's totally or, or, or like can't feel my face. You know, yeah, I can't feel my face when I'm with you, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's like like read into the lines uh, because th- that's that's the interesting part about our culture is that like we're very puritanical in that way, but also like we're puritanical but lazy. Like it's really easy <laughs> just to have like a list of words. Like, oh, you can't, you can't do that. Or, like, it's really easy to have a list of artists. Like, these are bad artists without taking the nuance to understand, okay, these songs are actually, you know, quote-unquote clean. Or, like, this is the context. Like, you know, a song like Fuck the Police. Like, yeah, yeah, like, that's vulgar. But, like, understand that where they grew up, the context of their environment, and you could look at this, you know, statistics of police brutality or whatever. Like, it's not it's not night and day. Like, it's not yeah. night and day where it's like, oh, fuck the police. That's I don't like that. That's a mean sentiment. It's like, okay, well, like, I remember my parents would say that. And I'm like, but you live in extraordinarily safe southern new hampshire whereas they live in compton california like they had very very different interactions with the police than, yeah than exactly it, or like maybe a more uh universally relevant example would be like ozzy osbourne's suicide solution mm-hmm. you know like that like which was famously you know a court case because 
there were a couple fans who, who killed themselves and with the song on and people are like oh it made them do it and it's like no 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 no, <laughs> no <it didn't. laughs> like like well i mean here's the thing is like if if it makes you do it then that, that that's on you that's not on ozzy that's not on the artist like the artist is writing from their own heart what you take with it is is on you like it's it's sort of like how um like apparently there are a couple of kmfdm songs that were on like the columbine shooters playlist oh yeah and like and it, it's like yeah but like Some, somehow that's, that's specifically their fault yeah exactly like how how are you responding like is is martin scorsese responsible for john hinckley jr shooting reagan like no <laughs> yeah i, I, I am, am i going over your head there or no no i don't, I don't yeah i get the reference okay all right um, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sure because sometimes i can just i just pull these references out of my ass no just, so i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm right there with yeah yeah and i guess a more wholesome or i guess unwholesome um is you know like some people think that you know every breath you take is is like a love song and it's like yeah i mean kind of kind of a kind of a stalkery song it's kind of a love song but it depends on what you're doing yeah what your definition of healthy it's a it's a specific type of love that might not really be love (laughs) yeah uh or like um baby it's cold outside i remember how like the last couple years people have been really shitting on that yeah i i mean i I can kind of see where people are coming from. I mean, oh, I think, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that if you, uh, it, it also doesn't help because people say, think about the context of like when it was written. I was like, well, media and, and general like thoughts about women back then weren't, weren't great. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I think it depends how you interpret it, but I, definitely I think that a lot of times it's, a lot of times we're, it's, it's just easier to take a side and like dig your heels in. Whereas, yeah. You know, as opposed like, to like you know sort of discovering your own thoughts on yeah, something like it's easy to be like you know fuck that that's super problematic or on the other side be like no there's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with that no no discussion needed it's like well usually usually with that those kind of songs like you can meet somewhere in the middle you know you can yeah. you know whether it's just talking about the different you know cons con, you know not like canceling it but just saying you know, these are the this is the environment yeah. it's written in or whatever L- like like I, this is this is going to be a weird example. I think this is going to be my last little say before uh, we wrap up. But um, if we're going to keep with Christmas songs, uh, I saw "Mommy Kissing Santa Claus" is always a song that has always just disturbed me. Yeah. On like a profound level, because I'm like, and like I, I get it. Like the whole point is that oh, it's dad, it's dad wearing the beard. That it's actually dad kissing mommy, and you know, like I, I get it. But like the song's called "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus," and it's like, like. How do you? I I just find that just so strange. Yeah, that it's just like, oh, my mother's cheating with 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 Santa Claus who's supposed to give me presents. Just like city, yeah, super instead he's trying to get with my mother, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, like, but but here's the thing: is like, that's my interpretation. Okay. Yeah. Like that that's on me. Like you know, and, and I I think that's the important thing to take away from all of this is that we the important thing is not to have to lay down these rules. To put them all set in stone it's 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 up to the viewer's discretion it's not up to some organization regardless of their intentions be being good or not you know it's up to the individual so yeah exactly and you know i think of like a good example you know i don't know if my parents ever did this but when i have kids you know movies with with slaves or you know that that or like you know problematic aspects of american history not you know not completely avoiding those movies but just having a conversation you know this is what happened then this is where we, you know just 
just kind of not limiting media, but you know, trying to better understand it, trying to exactly you know, trying to yeah. like you know just explain you know this movie had slaves because there were slaves back then. Here's why we don't have here's why we don't yeah. have those it, any you know here's, here's why we got rid of that. Here's 15 good reasons, yeah. and you can read it on my blog. <laughs> here's here's a here's a, a list of good reasons. Here's um, a listicle. <laughs> Um, <laughs> kids would you like to look at my listicle <laughs> oh god no, that's <laughs> yep i think i think that's the end i think i've ruined this episode no 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 <laughs> it's too oh, late man. it's too late to... oh my god i yeah i yeah I, I i have another thing that i was thinking about but i'm not gonna talk about it right now just because we're going over on time so uh any final words no, these are always uh, these are always fun episodes. <laughs> yep, they, they're always they're always giggle fest for me. So, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys, and. Uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.